Hello everybody and welcome to the very first episode of the Mental Health Truth Podcast. I am your host, my name is Marcus, but you can call me by my nickname, which is Truth. And if you don't know essentially what this whole thing is going to be about, it's essentially my whole thing with mental health truth is that I'm trying to restore the truth back into mental health. You know, there are a lot of like mental health professionals out there that give you like some very quality advice, but some things you kind of just sit back and question. You think, hmm, that doesn't necessarily sound like it's the best way to go and to help people. Is there is there another way to think on how to help people? So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, my moniker or what I go as is providing information about anxiety, depression, and suicide for from an outsider's perspective. So I'm by no means any mental health professional out there. I'm just trying to give my own uh, critique, my own uh, point of view through uh, various mental health things. Because um, if you don't know, um, I've been I've had depression for many years. It's over now, ever since my first year of college, pretty much hasn't been affecting me as much. But, you know, with everything, we all go through uh, very tough times. We all go through negative thoughts, which is the topic for today's podcast is negative thoughts. So I'm going to be referencing uh, two articles uh, throughout this whole uh, podcast and just giving my take on things, especially with negative thoughts. So, first thing I wanted to talk about is negative thoughts from someone with anxiety and someone with depression. So, if you look at a person with anxiety, right? So, their their amygdala, if you don't know what that is, is basically the area in your brain that deals with, like, mood and fear. So, the amygdala is, like, on overdrive. So... It's like it's going on 120% miles per hour while the speed limit's only 40. Like your brain's constantly thinking, it's constantly in fear, it's second guessing themselves. You're basically having so many thoughts in your head, you don't, even, you don't really know what's the right way to go through things. So that's essentially the anxiety part. So. When so they have essentially have fear over everything else in the world, like they go through the world, just imagine like yourself walking like in the sidewalk on the on the sidewalk or in the street, and like every person you see is just like danger, danger, there's like a potential danger, like uh like afraid of like of talking to people, afraid of just coming into contact with people. If someone asks you a question, like, you kind of get, like, aroused. You kind of jump. Like, you get, like, very fearful very easily. And that's essentially the anxiety part. Now, let's go to the depression part. Now, someone with depression, they're, um, it's kind of the opposite. It's essentially the polar opposite of anxiety. So they feel very empty they feel hopeless they feel like they just don't have a lot of energy it's like they just don't want to move they don't want to do anything 
it's like it's essentially like the end of the world for themselves but the thing is with their um like their their speed limit they're going like 20 miles per hour when the speed limit's 40 they're going too slow so there's no balance there of essentially acting as how they would like to and with depression and with depression they don't necessarily fear like everyone else like outside of the world they essentially think on themselves so they are looking at themselves as like this horrible person that they um they fear themselves so when you think when you think of the brain so to speak you know we're wired to think ne- more negatively than positively so when we think ne- like we always have negative thoughts and that's for uh survival reasons so if we if we didn't have negative thoughts and we only thought positively we would go through life and think every situation would be positive no matter how bad it may be to us let's say like you get hit by a car and you'll you'll not see that as a negative you'll just see that as a positive so it's it's in a good sense that we think more negatively than positively but there's a way on how to make the have that balance between the two but essentially back to what i was saying so with the uh negative thoughts so with depression you typically have the negative thoughts to yourself with anxiety you typically have like negative thoughts and fear to everyone else around you so try to picture someone with anxiety and depression it's like polar opposites and they have it so they have fear and negative thoughts towards other people around them in the world and also themselves so it's like there's no way out it's like they're in a door they're in a room and everything is locked in and the walls are just coming closer and closer and closing them in like there's no way out of that so we're gonna talk about a li- we're gonna talk about the negative thoughts and whatnot so i am going to reference this first article so this article is on the bestbrainpossible.com and it's talking about uh, negative thinking patterns and what negative thinking does to you. So I'm just going to read a little bit of what it says. So it says habitual negative thinking patterns become physical neural traits in your brain. If you get stressed out often about every little thing, your brain is going to forge and strengthen connections, making it reactive and anxious. So. That's essentially what anxiety is. You get stressed out about everything, even if it's something super small. Like, let's say if you're a straight A student and you got to be on a test, you would freak out because you're not used to that. It's something very different for you. So, yeah. Um, If you expect the worst in all situations, you're reinforcing this kind of thinking in your brain every time you engage in it. Now, I wanted to talk about that for a second. So for me personally, like I recommend that kind of thinking, but not necessarily how they're referencing it. So I think it's beneficial to think and the to expect the worst possible case scenario in a situation. So let's say if let's say uh, you want a job, right? There's this job that you always wanted 
and you walk in and you have an interview, right? So if you think in the worst possible scenario, the worst thing that can happen is they don't want you. They don't want you for the job. They don't think you're right for it. Um, you essentially are not going to get the job and you're going to be upset about it. You're going to be disappointed. But if you go into that into that uh, mindset before you even got into the interview and think, you know, the worst thing that can happen is that they may not want me. So what can I do to prepare for that? You know, could I uh, research the the company more? Yeah, ask them very engaging questions, come up with really good answers or and or uh, get the next interview that I would like to have in a different company for the same position. How can I get ready for that as well in case if this doesn't work out? And then a thing I recommend after you think of the worst uh, case scenario is to do the complete opposite. So you're looking at two ends of the extreme. So you're looking at the worst possible thing, and now I want you to look at the best possible thing. What's the best thing that can happen to you in this situation? You get a job. You know, they like you. They want. They could even have you in a higher position that you wanted. Like, the best thing that can happen. Even though, but make sure that it's likely to happen. You don't want to say, like, oh, um, the best thing that could happen is I go into the interview and they want me to run the company. Like, that's not really rational. You want to stay rash, pretty rational in these type of situations. So after you've done that, you thought about the worst thing that could happen, and then you thought about the best thing that could happen. Now, usually more than not, what the outcome is going to be somewhere right in the middle of that. Now, you may get the worst end and the worst thing does happen or you may get close to the best thing that could happen but most 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 likely that you're going to you're going to um have the outcome be right in the middle so since you've gone through that thought process you can kind of prepare yourself for any situation that comes and to ask yourself this one question um, if the worst possible thing happens, is it something that I can live with and go throughout my life with? Like, if it's something that's going to hold me back a lot, if the worst thing happens, then it's probably best for me to not do it. If it's something that I can live with the worst possible thing, then more chances than not, I should do it. Because, again, like I said, um, the worst possible thing is not really going to happen most of the time, especially if you think this way and kind of prepare for it. So you kind of take a step back and analyze the situation. Say, uh, what can I do to get the best uh, potential outcome for this? And if it's a neg if it's really bad outcome, what can I do to further myself to make it into a positive outcome? You know, just to make yourself not dwell on it as much, because like if you go through like a negative situation, you know, and like you weren't prepared for it, like you didn't expect that to happen or that kind of thing to happen to you, then you're going to feel really bad about it. You know, you didn't expect it to happen. And like now you're trying to pick up the pieces without really a direction to go to. You didn't take a step back and look into the situation. You're just kind of in 
in the situation and reacting to it. Sometimes you just got to step outside of the box and really just look into things and just look into every situation that you go through. So that's why I believe like expecting the worst uh, possible thing can actually be beneficial to you and not necessarily hurt you in any kind of way. Now, let's talk about um, the different kinds of negative thinking patterns that you may go throughout your life. Now, you may have heard all of these things. Like, you may have said all of these statements before, but I guarantee you, you had no idea what the name of it is and what to do about it. Unless if, like, you took a psychology class, but I'm pretty sure most of you haven't taken a psychology class or looked up anything in psychology. So, the first one is called black and white thinking or essentially what it used to be referred to or I believe it's still referred to but they're calling it black and white thinking this is essentially all or nothing thinking so the example that they gave was I can't even do this I never do anything right so it's essentially let's say you do something and this this is like like so like um this would say, I would say this is more towards the depression aspect than, than anxiety aspect because like it's basically towards yourself. You think you can't do anything right. Everything is just wrong. And this could be from many things. Maybe you've always been told that you're never good at anything, that uh, you do everything wrong. Let's say if you're a bad student at school and like you get a bad grade on a test, you may think like, what's the point of even doing this if I'm just going to fail anyway? You know, and we'll get to that kind of example. Uh, that's another uh, thinking, uh, another th- negative thinking pattern. But essentially, all or nothing thinking is you're you're all in, or the or it's not going to work out. And this is typically true with like perfectionists. You know, like if like you do a job or you do a task and you do it ninety nine percent, it's not good enough for you. You have to have that 100%. If it's anything less than that, you kind of feel disappointed in yourself. Like, oh, I didn't do the best that I could. And this is just not working out for me. I need to fix it. Like, there's something wrong with me at this point. But with all or nothing thinking, it's more towards depression. Because it's geared towards yourself. You're saying this about yourself. No one is necessarily saying this to you. But you have that thought and that mindset that you did this wrong. Like you go and try to do something and it's really difficult for you. So you're just like, there's no point in trying. Like, I can't do this. You know, I never do anything right. And that's like a really like bad. Like It's a bad way to think about things because like you can easily change it and i'll go into like how to like change it after i go through these uh negative thinking so the next one is called mind reading and this is something i do all the time i'm not even gonna lie to any of you and i'm pretty sure like you've done it all the time as well it's essentially um when you like you know like when you're young you kind of like care about uh, people's opinions a lot but it's it's not it's like the opposite it's you're saying their opinions without them even telling you so like you're going to their head and saying like ah they must think i'm a loser they must think like 
like i'm really bad at this you know like you're putting words into their mouth and they never said it to you so the example that they gave was they think i'm boring i know they have better things to do than hang out with me essentially like what it is and like i do that a lot but like because like i'm always thinking even if it's positive or negative like i know like how to shift it from negative to positive and positive like like i may go to like content or whatever but i do this a lot because like i don't know i just like I've always been that kind of wallflower person, like, during, at school, if you don't know what, like, a wallflower is, it's, like, a person that kind of, like, sits in the back and just, like, observes everything, so that's essentially the kind of person I was, like, I like to observe everything, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what they're thinking right now, they probably, like, think, like, if they're, like, hanging out with a friend, I'm like, they probably think, like, that person's really weird, that person that's coming up to them or something. Like, I don't know, it's weird, but that's something that I, I do quite often. But I don't do it as much as I used to. Like, I don't, I stopped caring that much about, like, other people's opinions. Or, like, I don't really, like, this is more of, like, kind of, like, a people pleaser kind of thing. Like, you want to please people, you know, like, they may think I'm a loser if I do this, so let me do something that they enjoy. So uh, they will want to hang out with me. They won't think I'm boring, you know. Because, like, with the boring statement, I use this all the time. I say to myself, I think I'm boring. I don't say other people think I'm boring, but I say I think I'm boring to other people. Just because of the things that I enjoy, but I know, like, I haven't met those kind of people that enjoy the things that I do. It's just the people that I'm with. Like, it's it's different with this one because, like, you can kind of get a good uh, reading of this. Like, t- uh, numerous things, like nonverbal cues, like the facial expression. Like, if they're just not paying attention to you, you're going to have that thought, like, oh, they don't even care about what I'm saying, so why am I even talking about this right now? Like, those are, like, this would be, like, the most kind of rational negative thinking style based on those things. Because you can see uh, nonverbal cues, verbal cues. They may say something that sounds similar to the statement. And you kind of, um, you kind of analyze what they've said and kind of make a generalization based on it. So I would say, like, out of all of these that I'm going to talk about, this is probably the most rational one because there's so many uh, ways to, like, kind of tell and kind of, like, read people. Like, there's certain things that you can, like, read from people. Like, also, for example, like, if you look at personality types, like, the kind of personality type you are, like, for me, I'm INFJ. And, like, like INFJs typically, like like can read people like they understand when like someone's not paying attention or when someone doesn't care so i typically say these things all the time but i don't let it get to me like i don't see it as a negative thinking way because i'm not thinking about it all the time it's like i have that thought and then i'm done with it but enough of mind reading let's go to the next one this one's called crystal ball gazing 
And the example that they gave is, there's no point in even trying. I know I'm not going to get the job anyways. So this is what we were talking about before with the um, ex- kind of like expecting the worst possible case scenario. It's like, you know, I can try to do this, but I just know it's not going to work out. And you could say this is also could be a rational negative thinking style if it's backed up. Like, for example, like, let's say someone is bad at getting in relationships, right? Like they've, let's say they've never had one or the ones they've had were terrible. So they may think there's no point even trying, you know, I'm never going to be in a relationship, right? But if you look at that and look at the the history that that person's had, they, they haven't had a good time or good experience with it. So based from their sample size, they came to that conclusion that it's not going to work out. Even though in the future, there's a possibility that this is going to work out. There's always a possibility. But just from this uh, thinking point of view, you can kind of understand where they're going from. You, like, you know it's negative, but you can understand where it's coming from. Like, But also, on the other hand, there's always a point in trying. Even though it may seem difficult if you try like little by little each day like then you can like overcome like whatever it is you're trying to get like for this example like you're not going to get the job anyway there's many things that you can do you can prepare for the job even more you could look for a different job that you really like and prepare that while you're going into this job interview and you're getting ready for this job so you always have a backup plan And you know that you tried your best and that's all you can really give. Like, that's something that you can be proud of, that you tried. You gave it your 100%. You gave it all your effort, even though you did a bad job, so to speak, or even though you didn't get the job. That's their loss, not mine. You know, they could have gained, they could have benefited and gained from me being on the team and providing valuable information and valuable work skills but they decided not to go with me and they decided to go with someone else. That's their loss. You know, it's just another way on kind of how to flip that around. And this one will also be more towards the depression side. There hasn't been really anything with the anxiety side besides mind reading. I'd say mind reading is more towards anxiety and depression. It will be more towards both because they have the, uh, they're using they, So you're using like a third person instead of a first person. Like you're saying that the people that are around you think that you're a bad person. And and then you're using an I statement. I think or I know that they have better things to do than to be around me. So it's kind of a both. It's kind of both. But the next one is overgeneralization. The example they give, this relationship didn't work out. I'm never going to meet someone. So this is essentially kind of similar to the other thinkings. Um, This is similar to uh, all or nothing or black and white thinking. You know, the relationship doesn't work out. So you believe that it's never going to work again. Like there's no exceptions. Even though you just were, you just was in a relationship so you feel like 
you typically feel like you're lucky to be in this position. You know, you're lucky to have that one friend that always cared about you and now they're gone. You're never going to have that again. You're lucky that you had the job that you you've always wanted and now you're getting fired. So you're never going to get that kind of job again. You just believe that like it it's such a bad like it didn't turn out as good as you expected it to be. So now it's never going to work out again. This will also be another like um, perfectionist kind of thing. And this would be also anxiety and depression. It doesn't use any like third person for like anxiety, so to speak. But it's talking about the other person as well. So the relationship has two parties. It has you and the other person. And you're saying that the relationship didn't work out. So it could either not have worked out based on what you have done. Maybe you did something that negatively affected the relationship. Or the other person has done something bad that has neg- negatively affected the relationship. And you may think that it's never going to have that again. So it's essentially something really good happened to you. You were in a really good situation and then all of a sudden things stopped working out. So you think, um, I'm never going to get that feeling again. I'm never going to have as good of a moment as I did when I was in that situation before. So that's essentially what that is. The next one is disqualifying the positives. This is something I feel like a lot of people do. They overlook the small things and just look at the bigger picture. So the example that they give was, I may be a decent mother, but anybody can do that. And let's say if that's right, let's say anyone can do that, but you are the person that's actually doing it. So you should give, I wouldn't say should, you can give yourself credit for doing that. You know, you actually did something really you did something great even though it's something that let's say anyone can do but you did it like you're looking in a wide range of everyone instead of just looking at yourself you know like there may be some things that are hard for you that a lot of people may think it's easy but the fact that you're you were able to do it yourself and that you were able to overcome like what you were dealing with is a huge thing you know like the small victories really count like if you if let's say you look throughout your day and you may think hmm I had a really bad day today now just kind of step back from that and look into it like did I really have as bad of a day as I thought I did and you look at the things that you did, you know, you got up in the morning, you know, you you worked out, you exercised, you hung out with friends and you you read a book. Um, you went to work and you did, you know, you essentially enjoyed yourself until the point of, let's say you had a terrible customer. A customer really just messed up your day and like your coworkers weren't the best kind of people. They were just not being as friendly and as nice to you as you would like them to be. So you see that because we, like I said before, we tend to focus on the things that uh, the negative things for our survival and just to 
figure out how we can overcome that. So we focus so much on the negative things. When in reality, like the negative could be super big, like super huge and astronomically huge. But if we have a bunch of small things, small positive things that we do, then that can overtake the, that one negative, even if it's big. Like if you just look at it from face value, you have one negative and five positives. You have more positives than negative, regardless of how big that negative was. You had more positive things. So your your day might have been as bad as you thought it was, and it could have been actually good for you. The, this would be more towards anxiety, I would say, even though it uses I, because you're looking at it from a, a wide perspective. You're looking at it from everyone else can do that. And essentially like yeah i did it you know but it was an easy task and it may not have been easy for other people and you don't give yourself credit for the things that you actually do which is unfortunate but that's essentially what a lot of people go through especially with anxiety and depression and the next one is what another one that i do a lot and i feel like a lot of people do this and essentially, it's called overreacting. Everyone overreacts to the situation. And this one is like, you could also say it's similar to mind reading. Essentially, like you overreact to something based on like the sample size you've had. So I'm going to read the example first. My friend hasn't replied to my text in three hours. I definitely know how that feels. It's more like three days or like three weeks. But anyways, let's keep going. So my friend hasn't replied to my text in three hours. She hates me. Nobody likes me. So like like it's like that feeling's understandable to have. If like you were like let's say if you were depressed and looking to your friend for support and they didn't respond in three hours. Like you have no idea what that friend was doing. More chances than not, they'll say like, Oh, I was busy, you know, I was um I had a lot of things that I was doing when in reality you weren't doing anything at all. You just didn't want to talk and you could get that feeling, you know, like they hate me. Like they think that nothing's good right now. Like everything is wrong. I can't necessarily do anything right. You know, like we all overreact to situations and because like that's essentially like what we're used to. Like we're used to having like situations that we've been through so many times. So you either get to a point where you say like, I'm used to it or like you overreact like, oh, of course you're doing this, you know, like, why do I even bother trying to like message you or text you? Like it's a, it's obvious that you don't care about me at all. Like you overreact to a situation and it might not be as bad as you thought it was, but it's understandable where those people come from. But it's also a negative thinking. It's something that you have negative thinking, you know, like it's not a good way to think to overreact to things and just react things from face value. Like if like someone was like, oh, you know, I couldn't make it. I was busy. You know, I just take it to face value. You know, like, sure, they were busy. You may know that like they weren't busy and they just didn't want to be around you. But like that's also a, a reality too. A lot of people, like especially, 
like with the rise of like social media and stuff a lot of people are not honest with others you know they will say like they were doing something when in reality they weren't they just didn't want to hang out with you or didn't want to be around you at all like no one's really truthful or honest with each other so it can lead to overreacting a lot of the time like you haven't done this in a long time like I don't believe you you know it's just like if more people could be honest and open then you can see like what can happen that's just my opinion and my take on it now the next thing is a good one and I feel like I feel like a lot of people kind of tell people to do this and not necessarily like great advice you'll hear this from a lot of like um if you watch like any like kind of huge successful person or like an entrepreneur person or like someone that like tries to motivate you they'll kind of do these things they'll kind of tell you to like do these things and this one's called unrealistic expectations so the example they gave is i have to get straight a's nothing less is good enough so this is kind of this is just basically perfectionist like if you do something less like it's not good enough like you have to keep going you have to keep pushing if you do something bad it's terrible like you have to like fix yourself like what you did was wrong no matter how hard that test was you have to get 100 percent, no matter what if you don't then it's not good enough you might as well just throw it away and erase it so it's like like you hear like you have to all you hear from these people are like um set like astronomical goals like make them so unrealistic so that uh everyone can think you're crazy like everyone like no one will know what they're talking about they'll all tell you that you can't do this but and then you prove them wrong essentially which like doesn't necessarily make sense for me you'll want to make realistic and smart goals that you can set for yourself so you can uh see the progress that you're making seeing the improvements that you're making so then you can strive for better that's just me this one would fall into well this is just perfectionism but this one will fall into um this one really fall into a category of anxiety or depression if i had to choose it would be depression but that's just me and the next there's three more the next one is name calling i can't believe i said that i'm such an idiot so it's essentially like you just made a mistake and like you can't necessarily accept it you know you can't believe you said what you said you know i wish i didn't say that but i did and sometimes like you say things that you don't necessarily you you don't necessarily quote unquote mean but deep down inside you there was some uh some ounce of truth into what you said it's just you didn't want it to come out that way so like you wish you could take it back and say like what you really meant even though there was some truth into what you were saying that this would be falling under depression as well using the i statements um the next one would be self-blame the boss looks mad it must be something i did wrong so this is like essentially the same thing this is the same thing as um mind reading like you see the cues like this is another like kind of rational like close to rational negative thinking 
like you see the cues you see the facial cues of like the person being mad so you think you did something wrong like I feel like there's necessarily it's not necessarily like something wrong about thinking that way like you could think of it better but like you can actually like go and ask the boss like are you mad at me did I do something wrong that you don't necessarily like at the moment instead of like kind of just speculating and believing that um yeah I did something wrong I'm in trouble you know that would be the way to like change that kind of negative thinking pattern also with like mind reading and um overgeneralization just like actually knowing the answer instead of assuming that you know the answer based on what happened around you and like the cues that you get but yeah this one would also fall under anxiety and depression because you're blaming yourself so you're thinking bad about yourself but you're also looking at someone else saying the boss looks mad so you you don't necessarily know what to do you're kind of freaking out on like what you should do to get out of the situation and the last one the last and final one is catastrophizing since i can't pay this bill my credit rating will go down the tubes and i'll lose the house so it's essentially a slippery slope. So one bad thing happens. If that one bad thing happens, that leads to another bad thing happening, which leads to another bad thing happening. So it's essentially like you're never going to get out of this, like a rabbit hole. You're never going to get out of this hole. Every time you climb up, you go two steps back, and you can't really get out of it. This would definitely be um, anxiety and depression. You know, it uses I a lot. But you're reacting, like you're overreacting to the situation. It's essentially overreacting. You're overreacting to it. Because, like, you you can't see a way out of this. You're just saying that everything's going to just be negative. One thing's going to lead to another. And you don't necessarily know how to get out. You're just trapped into the situation with nothing else to go. And, like, the depression, like, you're blaming all of this on yourself. Like, you know, like... One bad thing happens leads to two more bad things happening. You know, it's just so negative for me. Like, I can't get out of this. I truly can't get out of this negative thinking pattern. But now, those are the negative thinking patterns. The different ways to negative think. You probably have said all of these things in your life, but you never knew, like, the kind, like what name it was and, like, where it would fit either anxiety or depression you don't necessarily know how it would feel so that's essentially about negative thinking patterns now i want to go to the how to challenge the negative thinking patterns so with most of these statements from the negative thinking uh, patterns there's a word that you can add right at the end of it. So, for example, um, if you take the statement from all or nothing thinking or black and white thinking, where it says, I can't even do this. I'll never I never do anything right. So just adding just changing that statement, use that same statement and change it to this. I can't do this yet. I cannot do anything right at the moment. But I know that. That you essentially know that you can. Like, it just hasn't happened yet. You just haven't got to that point where you can do this thing correctly. 
so like using yet is like really like beneficial for you like if you use yet you know uh, i'm not good at this yet i i won't be in a relationship yet like anything like i'm never going to meet someone you know i haven't met the right person yet there's no point in even trying i'm not going to get the job anyway you know you know like i may not get that job but i can get another job like there's always a different different way and a different perspective to look into things so it's the most important thing is to be consciously aware of the things that you're going through so when you notice that you're in a tough situation like step outside for a minute and just look at it and say to yourself like you know like i'm going through this right now right now i am overgeneralizing the situation what can i do to get myself out of the situation what are the necessary actions that i can take you know maybe i can write this stuff down write the kind of negative thoughts i'm having and how can i change it so it can it doesn't have an effect on me is what you hear a lot from a lot of mental health professionals is to change negative thoughts into positive thoughts and that's not necessarily the best way to go through it because you can change negative thoughts into positive thoughts all you want but you don't necessarily believe in those positive thoughts you can have an easily like positive thought that's completely irrational and will never happen and you're just setting yourself up for failure so and also with that uh, negative thoughts into positive thoughts if you remember how the brain works we think of more negative thoughts than our positive thoughts so by the time we fix our positive thoughts we're going to get more negative thoughts there's no like we're never going to keep 100 percent positive thoughts in our head there's always going to be something that comes into mind that's negative and like kind of sets us back but we do have the control and that's important the control we do have we can control how we react to these negative thoughts and the negative situations that we're in for example if you're in a negative situation one thing we do have control over is the environment that we're in we can change our environment let's say if it's people that don't necessarily treat you right you can get out of that environment and find a different environment that's better for you if you feel like you don't get along with people you can get out of that environment and find a different environment if you feel like you are positive in the situation and you're surrounded by negative people you know you can get out of that situation and find more negative people to help you out and to essentially like lift you up instead of bring you down so that's just some ways to think about it so whenever you're having negative thoughts you want to not necessarily change the negative thoughts into positive ones. You want to make it so the negative thoughts don't affect you as much as they did before. And the way you can do that is by changing your environment and to just be consciously aware of the situation at hand and analyzing it and brainstorming ways that you can do things that you can do to get out of it. And just being in that process, like don't expect um, it to just go away just like that with the blink of an eye. Like things take time and just figuring out you may think that you don't have time, 
and like you have to do this like instantly and there's situations where you go through that but in the whole aspect of things you want to take things slow and just take a step back and just visualize and analyze what's actually going on around you sometimes like we we react to things and not necessarily know what what we're dealing with you know like that's like kind of where we are like we're in the situation but don't really know what's going on in the situation so how can we prepare for that and plan on the best way to tackle the situation you know if you're just reacting to it as you go then you can make mistakes you will feel bad if you mess up or if you always think you know there's something that could have done to make things better but you didn't because you were reacting to it and that's what a lot of people do a lot of people react to things instead of taking a step back and thinking about it and planning things out it's essentially going with the flow instead of taking time to make sure that what you're going through like you can deal with and you can plan the best way possible so that's essentially the end of the first episode you know thank everyone for uh enjoying this and just being on this ride and this journey with me with um mental health and trying to help people with it so just as a recap of everything like if you're going through anxiety depression you can even say stress you know just looking at your negative thought patterns like negative thinking styles and just writing them down and think of different ways to like change that you know what can I do to think about this differently or to actually do this differently seeing things from the worst case scenario like can I live with this if it's the worst possible thing and if I can how can I plan for it and get ready for it so the worst thing actually doesn't happen and something more towards the middle or maybe even a really good thing can happen for me and just being consciously aware of the situation that you're in your current state of mind instead of reacting to every situation because when you're consciously aware you can take a step back and analyze everything you can see what works what doesn't work and you can plan for it mentally in your head which will go a long way Instead of just, you know, kind of reacting to things and going with the flow. And if something wrong, something bad happens, you can prepare for it. That's essentially the end of the podcast and the video. So, again, thank you everyone that watched or listened to this. You know, you guys are the best. And let me know what you think about it. Let me know what you think of negative thinking patterns and um, the ways that you can deal with it. And if you believe that changing negative thoughts and the positive thoughts is actually helpful. So thank you all for watching and see y'all later. Catch you on the next video.